Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Lisa Vanderpump from Vanderpump Rules and the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is in hot water with her Beverly Hill co-stars over the possibility of her upcoming spinoff show, Vanderpump Dogs. Bethany Frankel from the Real Housewives of New York unfortunately had to miss her season 11 premiere promo tour because of her messy custody battle with ex-husband Jason Hoppe. And Danielle Staub from the Real Housewives of New Jersey is officially not a duchess <laughs> and will not be getting married to Oliver Mayer yet. We'll end the show discussing our favorite moments that have aired on Bravo this week. I will be tackling this mess and more with today's co-host, Kathy. She's obviously my aunt and was on episodes four and eight, so it's kind of been a while. Welcome back, Kathy. Thank you. It's so good to be back. Hi, everybody. So since you've obviously been on the show, we don't have to go over our usual questions, but I think we should talk a little bit about the Real Housewives of New York premiere party that Bravo Happy Hour hosted. Oh, that was awesome. So if you guys don't know, this past week was the season premiere of season 11 of Roni. So the podcast hosted a killer fucking party in downtown Manhattan, and it was amazing. And they loved us so much, and thank God my listeners and people who showed <laughs> random strangers who showed up drank so much that they're actually letting us have the party there for free every week for viewing parties. So go to my Instagram and check out the link in my bio for the Eventbrite. It's at Professor Tom's on 13th and 2nd Avenue in downtown Manhattan every week for March for now because it's a lot of work <laughs> for me. Uh, from 8 to 10, it's going to be so fun. Booze, shot skis, games, trivia, a bunch of other Bravo lovers. A lot of interesting people were there. And, you know, the fun thing was just meeting other fans that were just so into it. And also, you know, just fans of yours now and probably new fans to come. So we actually ended up meeting one of Teresa Giudice's stylists. He was so And he cool. was giving some, like, amazing juice. I'm not going to spill it because he's coming <laughs> on the show and he can spill it himself. You'll have to wait for that, folks. <laughs> but he was really cool. He had on this amazing outfit, so we knew he, he had to be somebody. Yeah. Once you saw him, it was like, who the fuck <laughs> are you? I know. <laughs> we want to meet you. Right. So it was so fun. So definitely come out for that. And if you have any questions or if you're nervous about coming alone, don't even feel a second... Like, I don't even feel a little yeah. bit nervous because there was a ton of people there by themselves. Everyone just was, like, having a good time, watching the show, laughing their fucking asses off. We all have common ground. Totally. So, yeah, the people who came in who didn't know anybody, they just fit right into a table of people. Everybody was walking around, laughing. It was a blast. Uh, well, definitely show up and come party with us. So, let's just jump right into news. Lisa Vanderpump is maybe getting a spinoff for Vanderpump Dogs. So after this week's of episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, it was kind of clear that the two Johns, Blizzard and Assessa, are trying to get a spinoff. Those two bitchy queens, like, <laughs> they're dying for I, it. You know what? I'll, I'll actually watch them, and everybody knows who's heard my podcast before and knows that I'm a complete dog lover and i love lisa pump dogs it's just so lisa fancy. pump dogs lisa <laughs> pump dogs uh, vanderpump dogs uh sorry lisa you're just my queen um anyway i would definitely watch them and they, they're both drama queens so so obviously there's all of this drama with <laughs> teddy. teddy lisa yes. kyle dorit about this goddamn lucy lucy apple juicy yes which first and foremost i feel like we need to address the elephant in the room is how dorit could ever name an animal that it just seems well you've met dorit right she i mean has... you've seen her it, it, it that that name doesn't surprise me <laughs> it tracks I'm, I'm sure it was pk yeah pk's idea or jagger's idea uh, jagger 
<laughs> what should we name the dog? So in the text that Ken Todd printed out for Lisa that he got from yes, John, that was cool. which like one, I've always been saying that Ken is husband goals. Like I want someone who would like knock James Kennedy spark out or yeah. like fight with Kyle yes. to defend his wife. Like that is he, husband he, goals. He's, he's amazing in any way you look. He's so supportive and I just love the way he says, Lisa. <laughs> If you actually check out my most recent episode, it was like my Vandercrawl episode, which is all about all of Lisa Vanderpump's restaurants and the time. That I, was fun. It was really fun. So definitely check that out if you want to hear like even more info about Ken and Lisa. And like, I actually like have the hots for Ken, but yeah, you have to go there <laughs> to hear it because. So did Brandy Glen- <laughs> Glanville. You know what happened to her. Yeah, right. <laughs> then the dish Watch somewhere. Your so he printed out these texts, and it was between John Blizzard and Teddy Mellencamp, and it basically was just Teddy saying, you know, take the dog out when we're there and we're filming, whatever. Then at the end, John says, next week on an episode of Vanderpump Dogs, dot, dot, dot. So for me, I think that is clear indication that, like, Lisa is tinkering behind the scenes. And obviously we know and have reported previously on how she might be getting a spinoff for her uh, cocktail lounge in Las Vegas. Exactly. So I think that's ultimately why the co-stars are so jealous of her and going after her because no doubt. none of those girls have anything going on other than Rinna and QVC. And, and no doubt. And and they're all very strong personalities fighting for airtime. And let's face it, for their age, they're all gorgeous. And they just want to be relevant. And mm-hmm. I think the most jealous of all would be Rinna, who mm-hmm. used to be one of my faves, the way she just handled this whole Dorit situation with Kyle, it just, I, I don't know, it was just uncool. It seems a little mean, girl. Obviously, Lisa's going through a lot with the passing of her brother. Yes. And you would kind of think that they would maybe be a little bit empathetic to think like, oh, sure. Lisa, you know, can be manipulative and we've all seen that. However, right now, she doesn't give a single fuck about any of you girls. Exactly. She's literally going through a depression. Exactly. And has and- been open and tried to be honest and not even her being open is exactly a huge step and we also saw you know on air that she tried to shut down that conversation so many times when kyle was trying to like wheedle her way in about the whole dog situation and then you know denise poor denise richards you know gets involved with that nonsense too but at the end of the day lisa cares about her dogs just call me up and say hey the dog isn't working out she would take the dog back in a quick heartbeat. Also, Lisa understands having animals with children. Like, it's mm-hmm. difficult. And also, these are rescue dogs. So you don't know where they've been before. You don't know the type of That's relationships they had with their past owners. They could be it's a little a, bit more aggressive. It's a great point. And that's point. understandable. But when you, yeah, have like a two-year-old and a four-year-old, kids right. pulling the tail, sitting on the dog, sure. playing with its ears, you know, the dog can nip. And dogs nip just in general. And if you see a picture of that dog, I could, uh, I could almost picture Dorit treating it more like um, an accessory. Well, of course. Than a family pet. It was such a beautiful dog, and you could see her buying bags to carry the dog around and and making it like a, you know, Dorit's here with her dog, you know, table for two. So I I think it's, you know, I think it's a little unfair, and I, I don't know, cut Lisa a break. Totally. So Rinna then ended up posting something on Instagram, an iOS press release, saying, I'm a hustler. I make no bones about that. I think you get paid for what you do. So my feeling is we are indeed servicing a spinoff. We should be paid for it. I am happy for all of us to use this platform for makeup lines, bathing suit lines, network TV shows, restaurants, blah, 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 blah. 
But if you are going to use our services without telling us that we are playing out a storyline to launch a pilot for a new show and you don't compensate us extra for that, blah, 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 I'm calling my lawyer. So what I kind of was thinking earlier, how... Excuse me, Meg, I just have to go vomit after yeah. <laughs> reading the calling my lawyer thing. Go ahead. So my feeling is, is that... Don't forget that Lisa Vanderpump used Brandy Glanville's divorce and cheating scandal to start Vanderpump Rules. Without Brandy Glanville exactly. being a pawn in Lisa's game, we wouldn't have Vanderpump Rules. Yes. I mean, and, and, you know, and look at where she is today. I mean, yeah. we still hate her, but for all different reasons. <laughs> and we love Vanderpump Rules. So, Lisa, you're a genius. Rinna, lose the jealousy. And please, if you really need to be compensated for everything Vanderpump does tell tell Harry to go out and get another job. Yeah. He's a great actor. Love you, Harry Hamlin. <laughs> Speaking of other housewives that might be getting a spinoff, Portia Williams from the Royal Housewives of Atlanta potentially might be getting a little spinoff that chronicles her pregnancy. So if you guys don't know, Portia's been going through literally the fucking longest pregnancy in the history I of know. pregnancies. This is episode thirty. <laughs> I reported her pregnancy on episode two. I know. Like what? And she looks great in maternity dresses. She's stunning. She looks better in maternity uh, wear than I, I do, like, yes. on my best day. I totally agree. Go, so, Portia. Portia has confirmed that she and uh, soon-to-be husband, Dennis McKinley, are expecting their first child. And they are obviously are engaged. And news reports is that she actually filmed her baby shower outside of the Royal Housewives of Atlanta filming crew. That is going to be like a little mini spinoff that kind of goes through like her whole birth, the pregnancy, and then having the kid. Hey, I'm on board. I mean... I'll watch. She's funny. Like, what Atlanta lacks right now is. is like a little bit of levity. Yeah. It's like a lot of darkness, a lot of dark clouds. Like, Nini's husband is obviously going through cancer yes. treatments and stuff, so that's obviously weighing pretty heavy on the show. And then the other girls are just fucking snoozes. Like, I'm just so snoozed out. Like Exactly. And you know, like, sometimes just shaking up the cast or even having a baby born really changes the dynamic of the show mm -hmm. and I would agree with you it, it, it has become a little of a downer so she actually had Cynthia Marlo and Shamia were all at the party as was Kenya Moore who obviously is no longer on the show but it was sources have claimed that <laughs> she <laughs> is so thirsty and she signed a release to be on this show because she's quote desperate to be back on TV. But honestly, I would love a Portia Kenya yes. motherhood journey spinoff. Totally. Like, that's what I want to see. Let's throw some of that into the mix. We're all thirsty for yeah. that. <laughs> I'm a thirst trap. God knows it. <laughs> so also it was interesting because Nini was not at the baby shower and actually they filmed the reunion this this past week and Nini has unfollowed all of her co-stars on social media. You know, it, it, it's so funny how, like, they do that. And, you know, the, these women, 40s, 50-year-old, it, it's like it just brings you back to what girls used to do in high school. It's like mean girl tendencies. You're not part of my crowd anymore. Yeah. You can't see my photos. Yeah, it's like, yeah. bitch, you're public. Yeah. Like, I can see yeah. anything. Yeah. God. Yeah, I'm over Nini, you know, obviously... I've been a little anti-Atlanta this season. However, seeing Nini's freak out on the most recent episode where she was going through it with Marlo and everybody, that was riveting television. But it also was the darkest thing I've seen in a really long time because yeah. she's going through her husband having cancer. And she mentioned on the show that prior to him being diagnosed, they were having marital issues. So, right. you know, don't you think it's like exponentially growing? Like as like, you know, now you have to like deal with the fact that you don't even like this guy and now he has cancer. Yeah. You can't leave. Like, I got I got to take care of this dude that I hate. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's not easy. Folks. Speaking of um, terrible men on Atlanta, 
<laughs> Cynthia Bailey's ex-husband, Peter Thomas, was, you know, pretty irrelevant on the show, but he was known for spending her money for failing businesses. Um, their really weird wedding that was at a science museum. And his cheating scandals. I think I would call it creepy, but, you know, weird's fine, too. (laughs) So he was admitted to jail, but he is now out of jail. He told his side of the story (laughs) less than a week after he was arrested in Miami for allegedly writing fraudulent checks. So he made a seven-minute Instagram video where he was wearing a cheap suit and bad lighting (laughs) um, that he cleared up the facts about his thing. Like, so... I guess he technically wrote a check for four grand to a talent agency to book a performer for his bar, and then the checking account was quote-unquote compromised at the time. The bank quote-unquote shut down the account, which is why the check didn't clear. I mean, the whole thing is so embarrassing, Megan, (laughs) when you think about it. We're talking about four grand here, and like you said, that that video was just... uh... Mortifying. It, yeah, it was It was so embarrassing, I, I guess, for him more than anybody, but I, ca- I can't look at it twice. <laughs> so he said, six days I spent in jail. The quote-unquote celebrity status I made put me... <laughs> He's like, not a celebrity. I hate... No! I, I hate when... Like, Z-listers are, like, my celebrity status in jail. Like, get over yourself. It's like a ZZZ-lister, which is, like, the sleep. So, he said the celebrity... It's, like, sleep. That's so... I'm a I'm out cold. He said the celebrity status I made made them put me around no one for six days. I don't wish that on anyone, but I had a lot of time to think, and I had a lot of time to take meditation because I'm claustrophobic oh. and I had a lot of time to take medication you had six yeah. fucking days in jail you know how long it takes to pop a pill about three seconds yeah. he's like I had yeah. a lot yeah. of time 24 hours a day it's a long day of taking medication God so love you. you know I obviously just had to report on that he is a nobody in my eyes I hate watching grown men take their successful wives money and then squander it on fake businesses. Like, there's nothing that irks me more. Exactly. They should all be deported. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm like, is it a Deport no? them somewhere. Yeah. Even if they're born here and from here. <laughs> Too soon, Teresa's husband is literally getting deported. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Which, actually, you guys, on Thursday's episode, we're going to do a follow-up on we'll, his deportation. We'll talk about that later yeah. in the week. <laughs> so, that kind of moves on to another kind of la- nasty legal battle. Bethany Frankel and ex-husband Jason Hoppy are in court right now dealing with their custody battle. So, just a little backstory if you guys don't know. The couple got married in May 2010, filed divorce in January 2013. Divorce was finalized 2016. So you can imagine this divorce was actually longer than the marriage itself, which is fucking sad. Yeah, like 19 years of hell. Yeah. (laughs) And maybe six months of, you know, I like this guy. So in December 2017, Bethany filed for full custody of eight-year-old daughter Bryn. Jason wants to keep the current joint custody arrangement that they have. So... They're in court right now, duking it out. Yeah, she like, actually had to miss all the promo for the new season. Which, which is a shame. And, and you know, he, he. I used to like him, obviously, in the beginning, because I was always, like, Team Bethany, and I wanted her to be happy. But he's a disgusting human being. He's very hot. He's um, vile. <laughs> I'm a trash person. I'm like, yeah, vile smile, but he's hot. Um, I actually saw him in person a couple weeks ago. And, yeah, he was... Pretty hot, but again, that's yeah. Well, that's handsome, like, all I can the, say. Well, <laughs> I'm like, 
Whatever. He only, like, abused her. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> if we go by hotness. <laughs> so Bethany was accompanied by her boyfriend, Paul, at the court, which I thought was really sweet. So Frankel has been accusing Hoppy of abusing her through text message, phone calls, FaceTime, in person. She had revealed she actually had placed a lock on the bedroom door when they were still living together yeah. because she felt so unsafe. And she cries so much now. Yeah, like you could tell she's broken. Yeah, obviously, she has family so shit sad. that has made her broken, but I think obviously this entire situation was sure. not what she wanted. So he refused to stop at sending threatening emails. He has confronted Frankel at Bryn's school in 2017, which actually landed him in jail for stalking. He was physically pulling the child away from his Frankel, leaving negative articles about Frankel in the news, and refused to flush the toilet in her apartment. So she'd oh go away God. on business for a few days. He'd leave dumps in all her toilets, and yeah. then like come back, and she'd come back, and like obviously her apartment like smelled disgusting. Like a that just sums up that he is a piece of shit. He leaves a piece of shit. <laughs> he is a piece of shit. He acts like a piece of shit. And putting the daughter in the middle of it is just you know what a piece of shit would do. So. <sighs> Goodbye. Yeah. He's I don't canceled. Care. Yeah. So he actually locked up Cookie, who is Frankel's uh, late dog, in a storage closet and wouldn't reveal her whereabouts for hours. Yeah. So it just seems Animal like... Animal abuse. Throw yeah. that in. Why not? For many of us, the holidays will look different this year. Family and friend reunions might not be the same, but that shouldn't stop us from feeling close. That's why I'm gifting my loved ones the most meaningful gift this year, a chance to tell their story and share memories using StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps your loved ones share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. It's a fun new way to engage with family, especially those you can't see in person this year. Around this time last year, I lost my grandfather, and I felt this insane guilt that I didn't ask him enough questions about his love story with my grandma, his career, his immigration journey from Italy in the 1960s, and so much more. To honor his birthday this past year, I gifted my grandma a StoryWorth membership. Every week, StoryWorth emails her a different prompt with questions you'd never think to ask, like, if you were to do it over, what would you have done differently? Or when was your first kiss? You can customize your prompts to ask anything you'd like, so I obviously had to ask, who's your favorite grandkid? Just kidding. After one year, StoryWorth will compile all your stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that ships for free. I'm planning to order one for myself, my brothers, and my cousins so we can share our grandparents' story with our children someday. Give your loved ones the gift of spending time together wherever you live with StoryWorth. Get started right away with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com slash bravohh. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash bravohh for $10 off. If you are anything like me, you haven't bought a single gift for anybody this year, maybe other than yourself. (laughs) This will be an amazing gift for anybody who is looking for that last minute gift that doesn't involve shipping costs and will be something that you can pass down to your families for generations. That's storyworth.com slash bravohh for $10 off off you guys and you get a deal look at that so it was interesting because jason actually said that frankel's fame was the reason that the eight-year-old Bryn was rejected from the prestigious school friends seminary day school in the 2015 and bethany clapped back and said perhaps they're aware of your cousin being incarcerated as a pedophile your <laughs> uncle's overdose and your cousin's identity theft oh my god bethany knows how to hit him where it hurts you know what Bethany, like, you really have to vet people before you marry them. I right. hate to say this. You gotta, like, contact, like, a PI. I, exactly. A, you know, a P, we're available. I mean, yeah. internet <laughs> research, I'm on it, man. Um, call me. So also back in October, Jason said that Bethany actually needs to go through weekly drug testing because of the death of her ex-boyfriend, Dennis. 
That was so, so sad. After he had his overdose in Trump Tower. So that was really upsetting where, you yeah. know, how dare you sure. put on, like, his issues onto her just because she was associated with him. We could we saw in Man Pump Rules, Sheena Shea was with uh, Mike Shea. Yes. And he was taking it's 12 sad. Xanax a day and she had no idea. It, well, exactly. And you know what? There are people out there and it's, it's, it's a, it's a gen, general disease and it, you can't associate everybody who's with them, their family members, their wives, their husbands, have the same exact disease because yeah. that's not the way it works. And sometimes the closer you are to somebody, you know, you don't want to believe it. So it's not fair. Yeah, I, I feel for her. And obviously she actually tweeted on Friday. <laughs> obviously everybody knows Bethany has like weird issues with food and whatnot. <laughs> she tweeted, just when you thought it couldn't get sexier, I was diagnosed today with leaky gut syndrome and a wheat allergy. I don't even. <laughs> so if you don't know what leaky gut syndrome is, Neither I, do we. <laughs> yeah, I tried to forget this phrase, but it occurs when the gut lining contains large cracks or holes that allows partially digested food, toxins, and bugs to penetrate the tissues beneath it. So what? She's full of bugs? Like, I, huh? yeah, all I know is Bethany's like a health food person. Yeah. And, you know, I... What is my gut like? I, yeah, if, if Bethany has bugs going through her intestines, I have, I'm going to give birth to, like, dinosaur yeah. eggs. <laughs> God only knows what I'm eating. Oh my god! That's my well, macaroni and cheese right. cooling on the stove. <laughs> so obviously, we hope the best for her. She deserves. We we love you, Bethany. To get what is right for her. I don't know how Jason is as a father, but he's clearly a shitty ex husband. So yeah, that yep. says a lot. Agreed. Moving on to happier news: Million Dollar Listing New Yay. York star Ryan Serhan and wife Amelia. Beckeris, she's so pretty. <laughs> welcomes their little girl on February 26th. Her name is Zena, which is actually tied back to Amelia's Greek heritage. So Ryan left a really beautiful message for her in an Instagram caption saying, "Your mom and I have waited almost three years to meet you. We had no idea how difficult getting pregnant was going to be with you. We tried everything. We were so nervous you might never come. We finally decided to try IVF. We were so scared it wouldn't work, but then you stuck." Oh, I know. And I, I got to tell you, because I've been a fan of that show since inception. And, you know, at the beginning of the show, for those of you who also watched it, he seemed kind of like a dick. But as the show progressed, so did he. And you really not only liked him, but you went through their whole relationship. And then you met her. And I couldn't be happier for them. So it's really sweet. And we love you, Ryan. Yeah, I totally agree. She's also a lawyer, too. So she's a bad bitch. That is power couple status. Yes. Like, I, I'm really happy for them. And, and they both so nice and pleasant. And uh, I love them. Well, we actually have... My brother has a connection with him because he works with... He has a friend who works under Ryan. He would be great on the show. Yeah, so hopefully I can land an interview and kind of pick his brain because also some real estate tips wouldn't hurt for like the lowly New Yorker. I'm like, how, how do I ever buy an apartment? Let me know. Like, how, will I ever be able to own property Wait, in Manhattan? Well, the answer to that is no. Yeah. You missed that wave. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh my God. But I digress. Well, moving on to obviously oh. my favorite thing on the planet. Yes. Danielle Staub's fake new relationship. So... <laughs> 
on episode 28, on episode 29, and now on episode 30, we report again, Danielle Staub's wedding is over. Yes. Yes. So shocking, shocking. <laughs> she was supposed to tie the knot on Monday, March fourth, in a New York City courthouse. And if you listen to episode twenty nine, I said I was going to take off work, go to the courthouse, <laughs> and maybe I would be rear witness. <laughs> I got I to tell you, like, what is it with you with uh, being married, Danielle? Like, how many men? It, it's just take a minute, yeah. take a week off. You know what? You got two beautiful daughters. Do your thing, girl. What the fuck? So she was saying that. They canceled the wedding because Danielle's daughters haven't met him. She's obviously two daughters, Jillian and Christine, from a previous marriage. The girls didn't meet him, so that's kind of why they, they didn't cut have time. Da- Danielle, she meet she met him in a hot minute. How fucking selfish! Like if my mom oh. was like, "Hey, Meg, oh please, I just started dating my friend's uh, boyfriend, and that's now we're your dad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's your new daddy. Please, please welcome this creepy guy yeah. into the family." <laughs> well, if you guys aren't really keeping up to like date with this information, which like I don't know why, because this is all I care about. Like, <laughs> I'm like politics, schmaltics. Daniel has a new husband, oh. but oh, they were traveling in same parts, and he was almost drowning because he was so blackout drunk. There's a video of him floundering and like six grown men are struggling to get him out of the water because he's such dead weight you know like honestly you would have to you would almost have to be blackout drunk to say i do to that scary person i'm sorry yeah like there's nothing funny one like maybe i should laugh about like him almost dying no it's it's, cameras are cameras you know he was like trying to show off he's like look at my backstroke i know like the same parts water and yeah. it's like I, I think that's better than watching like the halftime at the Super Bowl. I mean, especially this year with fucking Maroon Five. Oh, oh well, oh. let's not even go there. Oh my god, that's a whole other podcast. I just want Gaga every year. That's just me. Oh my god. So Danielle was actually also at the bar while this was happening, and then she was like, <laughs> "Not getting up." <laughs> I was like, no. "Someone was like, I think you're well, whoever is drowning," and she's like, "Ow." Oh. Ah, that's I, it. <laughs> yeah, the guy next to him's cuter. Maybe yeah. I'll, I'll ask him to put a ring on Does it. anybody else have uh, more money than him here? Exactly. It's like, oh my God. And also, obviously, we reported that he is not a duke. So, Danielle Salve, you oh will never God. be a duchess. Like, there's nothing funnier to me than, like, her being, like, People Magazine, like, calling a reporter, being like, yeah, so, I'm going to be a duchess. He's a duke. We're going to travel all through Duke, he's a fluke. <laughs> Please. I wish I titled my episode. I that just came to a duke. You know, Louise a countess. That's for sure shit. Yeah, like, the Deliceps family yeah, gave us exactly. the Statue of Liberty. This drowning drunk a duke? <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Man. Well, this actually kind of leads us into your favorite moment of the week. Oh, my God. I, lead us into it. Well, first of all, I, I'm such a, a Margaret and a Joe Benino fan. I, I love watching them. <laughs> and I know they, they've shown this scene so many times, but when Margaret and her husband tag team and they throw Marty in the pool, and then as, as, as Marty's floundering in the pool in his suit and Margaret <clears throat> walks by, she walks through the house, she sees Danielle, she goes, oh, by the way, your husband's in the pool. Yeah. How do you get there? We throw him in. Good night, everyone. 
so boss it, moves only. She's a baller. I, I love her, and that's so badass. So the part three of the reunion for Jersey was obviously aired this week. Oh this has been such a revival for Jersey. I am. I couldn't agree more. I'm loving it. I love Jackie. I love Jennifer. Even though Jennifer is like 100 delusional. Yeah, but she's great for the show. Sorry, my dog. Um, she's great for the show. We love her Turkish culture, and she's so funny when she has some tequilas. I mean, Jackie rocks. I love. There's nothing better than her being like monkey's asshole that you suck. Probably like the probably at <laughs> yeah, the end is yeah. what really and then, me. Let me break a glass and you come at me, bitch. Yeah. Like, 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 even her husband, who I actually love because he has this small smile on his face, yeah. like, mm. who the hell did I marry? But, but I feel like he's turned on. She's looking interesting. Yeah, he's like, finally, she's got an edge. Can we bring this into the bedroom? Well, they made, like, a comment where they were like, how's your relationship with Bill since the show? And she's like, actually, it's so much better. He loves going out with me now. Yeah. Like, why? Because you're recognized? <laughs> now I, he respects you because you're on TV? Like, I, I, You know what? I get it. I would love going out with her now. <laughs> me not so much I mean I would like think I would have like a rip roaring good time like we would like talk shit yeah. we would drink a lot well totally now but, I'm actually thinking maybe you should hang out yeah totally I mean I, I'm more of like couch uh, Melissa and uh, Margaret obviously oh, duh. Um, because <laughs> as much as I love Dolores but you know Dolores how, how much could she tell Teresa in that Danielle just takes advantage of her when she's vulnerable. It makes me sick. I thought this reunion was really interesting because Andy was, like, talking with Teresa about... Serious the shit. ...the deportation of her husband sure. after he's out of prison. Yeah. And he asked Dolores, you know, you guys have been friends for 25 years. Did you know about yes. this? She goes, no, I would never ask. I would never ask. And, like, how fake of a friendship. I'm not saying you have to pry into your friend's business all the time, but this is a very serious thing. And to not have a conversation with your friend or to not have Teresa feel comfortable enough to confide in Dolores. Exactly. It's odd. So we're generations apart and I find it funny that uh, Meg and I tell each other everything. I know everything that's going on in her life. Especially something big like that. I mean, yeah, if I was, you know, married to someone who was getting deported, like, Generally, I would, like, chit-chat with my friends about it. Like, sure. what do I do? How do I navigate this? I right. have four kids. I, I do feel like Teresa's a little bit repressed with, like, her ability to, like, be emotionally available to her friends. And you see it. Like, totally. she can't have... She's, like, so blinded by loyalty. Loyalty. It's like... Yeah. Demand loyalty from your friends and be able to talk to them without feeling like you're going to be exploited. Or, or don't put labels on your friends. You know, if you chose them as a friend, then loyalty was there in the beginning. Yeah. So and people don't have to constantly prove themselves over and over again. And I understand, like, her whole workout thing. And, you know, that was something that she did for herself. But that was also an escapism, you know, for the issues at hand. Yeah. You know, what am I going to do with my kids? My husband might be deported, but Andy kept saying, like, the love of your life, the love of your life. I know. And we all know that he's not. Yeah, she's, like, fucking a 26-year-old, exactly. like, in Miami. She's like, hey, I don't know, Andy's. Like, exactly. <laughs> so, like, I think, like, Andy knows that, so he kept trying to, like, push that issue, like, the love of your life. And there were so many eye rolls in that room that uh, it was a fascinating me you know loved it so much i love the season of jersey i can't wait till they start can't filming. wait this can't is wait be so good can't wait well that actually leads us into my favorite moment of the week which is the return of summer house yeah if you guys aren't watching summer house <laughs> start watching if you don't 
like watching insufferable white people have like expensive weekends in the Hamptons. Like I am a, <laughs> I could be going to the summer house. I work in Manhattan. I live in Manhattan. I have a good job. I could afford it if like I wanted to. Well, like, maybe if you didn't eat steak twice a week. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so summer house is back. If you guys are watching, it's a group of like what, seven or eight people. They live in a summer house. They got rid of the bad weight from last year. They ditched the dead weight. Thank God they cut the fat. So already the show is interesting and funny and engaging. There's Kyle and Amanda who are the couple of the house. They've been fighting for the past two seasons and it's already started up that he's been cheating on her. Which if you guys (laughs) want to even hear more about Summer House, go to You Can't Say With Me podcast. It's a great show. I just was actually on it and we talked about this episode. But... I don't think Kyle's a cheater. As much as I think he's a bad guy, I, I, don't, I, think I don't think he's a cheater. He's, he's too drunk to yeah. go out, and he's too lazy he to find someone else. He can't get his dick else. up, like, after a night and out. And she's like, hot as hell, and, and at the end of the day, this guy, where's he going? You know, like, the guy eats a burrito, has 19 drinks, and that's it. That's his night. <laughs> and I love that this episode, he's like, what the fuck would Danielle call me not fun? What am I, not fun? It's like, well, you're, like, not really able to be as fun because you're not, like, fucking strangers. Right. And, like, well, like, being a fuckboy. But that's all that he cares about. Yeah. Which brings us to Carl. Oh, the recovering fuckboy. I'm like, babe, fuckboys don't ever recover. No, that It's boy... like a chronic illness. Exactly. <laughs> and we hope to see more and more of you fuckboys. Please, fuck please, <laughs> keep fucking around. Keep being a douche. But I love how every time there's a new girl on the show and there's a couple this season, they are all like, ooh, Carl, ooh, Carl. So the other new guy, it's like, you're I... gay, right? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like... Is that the issue? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I just hmm. all the other girls are like, hmm. I don't know who we should fuck. They're like, should we fuck Carl or Jordan? They're all like, Carl. It's Carl. Like, yeah, because Carl like exudes masculinity. The other one's just like, look at my body. It's like <laughs> it's not even that cute. Like. No, or Car- Carl just says, hey, anyone wants to fuck fuck boy? It's in room number twenty two. I know. I I definitely want to have sex with Carl. <laughs> <laughs> so does my dog. She's barking. Yeah, right. No, no, stop. Bark if you're horny. <laughs> Bark if you love Carl. <laughs> she stopped barking. Yeah, right. <laughs> Bark if you like Jordan. Animals, uh, animals have inside info. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm loving Summer House. I'm so glad Me it's too. back. Me too. But I am glad the Worker Sisters are out. I felt like they were getting a little mean girl. Same with Stephen McGee, who was like the tokenized gay. Yeah. Which like Bravo loves to do that. They're but, like, let's but he was a sad sack. And let's face it. That, those twins, I, she was so insecure. I know. I'm like, if, if she's on another season, so thank you, Bravo, for taking care of this for me, I, I, I don't think I could have watched it. Well, it was interesting because they did, like, a flashback of, like, them in bed together, and they were, like, hooking up, and she's like, do you love me? He's like, oh. yeah, and he goes, can we have sex now? She goes, yeah. I'm like, I, oh. oh. Yeah, like, if she was on this season, I... That show would have been 86. I just feel like asking, like, a guy you're hooking up with, like, do you love me? It's like, no, wait. we've known each other for 30 seconds. Am I the most beautiful girl in the world? (laughs) Like a lizard. Meet my mother. Remember when (laughs) he had to meet the parents? Yeah, it's like, oh, well, you don't think that's going to make him run off? Awkward. Like, I think the next day they went to, like, an all-champagne brunch, and he didn't come back for a week and a half. (laughs) He passed away for, like, six days. (laughs) Just tell her I'm dead. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Kathy. Obviously, the listeners love you when you come on. Thanks so much for listening, and obviously, check out the Real Housewives (laughs) of New York viewing party. Again, Professor Tom's this Wednesday and every Wednesday in March from 8 to 10. It is such a fucking blast, you guys. Like, I had... 
too much fun. And, and you just meet other, you just meet the craziest people. It's in the East Village, which is awesome. And everyone there is so nice. And there's a Shotsky, which I actually have to thank you for the <laughs> I, Shotsky. I did buy her a Shotsky for her birthday. And uh, it was used. It was used, morning. I think, five times. Oh, I every... think that's why they were like, bitch, you better come back with your group of drunks. Because <laughs> four shots, that shot, five bucks Shotsky had more airtime than the actual show. <laughs> People could hear the Shotsky more than the show. Right. That's another thing. If you did come, there will be closed captioning on. And I also might be a little more aggressive on the mic being like, yes. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm <know>. trying to watch. <laughs> uh, I, it was probably me being the loudest, but anyway. Yeah, no, I mean, duh. <laughs> well, thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. If you love the show, be sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you have any hot takes, gossip, or info about Bravo TV, feel free to shoot me an email at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com. While you're at it, make sure to follow Bravo Happy Hour on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Thanks so much for listening, and check back every Monday and Thursday for a new episode all about your favorite Bravo celebrities.